Welcome, welcome all to another episode of your favorite podcast, Targo. How the hell are you doing today, buddy? Not too bad, not too bad. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing pretty good, pretty good. What is your weapon of choice today? <laughs> so I don't have a beer today. Wife made a new concoction. It's some mm. pink drink. It's got gin, raspberry, agave, and I don't know. Mm. It's pretty good, though. Yeah? Got a name for it? We'll call it the Pink Lisa. All right. <laughs> She's got a blue one, so a drink that we call Blue Lisa. There you go. How about you? What are you having to quench your um, thirst on this episode? I have a seltzer from The Shell House. I have two of them. I got Meyer Lemon and Watermelon. So let's try Meyer Lemon first. Okay. Typical seltzers or something special about it? No, just this seltzer I'd never seen before. So, Meyer Lemon's pretty good. Um, I already opened the watermelon, so. You know how that one tastes, huh? (laughs) How's that one? Better than most watermelon drinks. It's not quite sweet. Yeah, I feel like a lot of them are sweet and not the best. It's pretty good. So, I got double trouble today to try to catch up to your gin. <laughs> so those are our brews let's get to some banter welcome to brews and banter make sure to check out our facebook group and our facebook page as well as our instagram our tiktok our youtube channel and our Redbubble, where we have some pretty awesome merch so let's kick off this show with some absolutely game-changing news for the u.s men's national Ooh, team big news Yes, Big Flow, Florian Balligan himself has officially committed to the U.S. men's national team. What a coup it is for them. Is that the missing link, man? I know you had talked about they need a striker. They need one. If is he, he the answer? With potential, he definitely can be. If he, I don't know if he's going to. It depends. I think he has to leave Arsenal to do that. He needs regular playing time, yeah. Yeah. Um, but it could be, it it really depends on him. I mean, he's improved leaps and bounds over the last couple of seasons. I mean, he's second in scoring league on right now with 19 goals, only behind Mr. Killian Mbappe himself. And yeah, I mean, they needed a striker an out and out striker and now they got him. Could be a scary little attack here. Come world cup time. Could be in a couple of years. But I think you're right, man. His potential's there, but we'll we'll see. There's, there's a few years to the World Cup. You know how quickly players can fall off in a couple years. Yeah, all it takes is a few injuries, and they're not the player that they were supposed to be. And then on the other end of the spectrum, big news out today, Ivan Tony, Gambling Man himself, and <laughs> eight months and find fifty grand. For 232 breaches of the FA's betting rules. Uh, It means no football until January 17th, 2024, or any football-related activities. How big of a blow is that for him? Huge blow. Yeah. Especially if he was going to stay at Brentford. I mean, there's probably a whole host of teams looking to sign him. Yeah. Come summer. and That leads to my next question was, does this affect his transfer status or... Does a team try to get a cut price deal for him 
and snag him from Brentford. I don't think he goes anywhere. Yeah. That's a long I think time. More, I think that's more likely than him leaving, but I could also see a team saying, you know, he's got a lot of talent. He's a great footballer. So what? It'd be like a January signing in January. It's like picking up a, a draft pick on a guy who's injured, just stashing him, huh? <laughs> yeah. So if they can get a cut price deal and not have to pay full price, I don't see why any team wouldn't go for him, but I still agree. I don't, I don't think he leaves Brentford. Until what would be a cut, a cut price anywhere. for him? And what do you think he's worth right now? 80 mil with English tax? I don't think he's probably that much. No, maybe 60, 40. Okay. So 30. I would, I would say like five. Five mil is a cut price deal. I might take him for five. Yeah. Player's not going to play for eight months. Yeah. Player of his caliber. If I'm Brentford, I'm keeping him. If someone offers me five, anything less than 30, and I'm probably keeping him. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's almost similar to that Luis Suarez incident where he uh, bit Chiellini at the World Cup. Yeah. And then got sold to Barca, and he was suspended for how many games? <laughs> A, A lot. lot. But it was games, though, so I I don't know. I feel like eight months is is worse. Yeah, I mean, it's, what, two-thirds of the season, roughly? At least he's got January, or uh, the summer in there. So I'm sure he'll try to fight that and get that reduced. Yeah, I'm sure he will. But we'll see. With 232 breaches, I don't don't know how you reverse that. It's a lot. That is a lot. All right, let's get into the action, shall we? Okay. Champions League semifinal Ooh. second legs. Ooh. Who's going to Istanbul? We know who's going to the final. We do we do we do? So let's get into how it happened. All On right. the sixteenth of May, we had the Milan derby. AC Milan against Inter Milan. Inter up two nil after the first leg, and you know we both thought it would be kind of the same. And I'll be honest with you, I don't think Milan put up a fight at all. This one ended 1-0, and Inter really didn't look like they got out of first gear. Yeah, this wasn't the best game to watch, if I'm being honest. Oh, no, no. It was I sloppy. Fell, I fell asleep watching this, this was, game. <laughs> this was a sloppy seconds kind of game. It was yeah. the second leg. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't have words to describe it besides literally a snooze fest. It was uh, sloppy. I mean, Leao kind of expected more from him. Do you think he was still yeah. maybe carrying a little bit of an injury? I don't know. He, he had like it a little bit. He, he had also, one good sprint where he didn't look injured. And, yeah. you know, he cut it across goal there in the first half. Yeah. Then, I, I mean, that yeah. run pretty much summed up the game for Milan, though. Like, there was no one I would there say that game is worse than Leao. <laughs> and no one there to finish off what he tried to create. And it really wasn't much anyways. But. but he didn't even do anything. He didn't even play in the first leg. In the second leg, he had that one run. Can you yeah. think of another thing he did? No. Besides Probably not because you were asleep. <laughs> that's, yeah, exactly. how, that's, exactly. that's how that's effect awake, he had. I was awake in the 74th minute when Lotaro <laughs> Martinez scored a thunderous close-range drive uh, for the game's only goal. Yeah, near post, got Magic Mike. Mm-hmm. But fun fact, that's... Lotaro's eighth goal against the roommates at the San Siro since joining Inter. Uh, clearly his favorites after watching that celebration. Yeah, I did see he likes to score against Milan. And what a celebration, man. Those pictures from behind 
where he runs up to the fans. Holding yeah, just climbs off. up on the fence there or whatever and that is. In there, yeah. And what a cool picture that is. Honestly, Brahim Diaz had the best chance in this game for Milan, Milan the first yeah. half. I just, even if they got one, I don't think they would have got anything more than that. They were in shambles the whole game. Like the, the how, whole club right now, I if they win a game the rest of the season, I would be surprised. So how did they get to the semifinal then, man? Maybe just adrenaline against Napoli. And I mean, they, they beat, beat them Tottenham. And then got in to play Napoli, and Napoli didn't have Osimhen for the first leg. And I don't know. I really have no idea. I'm just creating excuses right now. And Inter Milan also, they kind of had a little bit of a, I don't want to say an easy road, but Porto, Benfica, AC Milan. Yeah, after the group stage. I mean, they had a group that was pretty tough. It was, yeah, Bayern, Barca. Barcelona. Yeah, so good on them. They're in the final now. So let's see who they're going to face, shall we? On the 17th, we had Real Madrid and Manchester City. This one was tied after the first leg, and this one seemed anything but the first leg. Uh, Wayne Rooney, props, you got this correct. Wayne Rooney? What about me, man? I said said a blowout. before you did. He said it before the first leg. I'm getting there, Targo. Give me a second. (laughs) Okay. City win this one 4-0, one goal away from Tyler's prediction of 3-0 for Manchester City. Congrats, bud. You got it right. It's their second final in the Champions League in three years. Um, Real Madrid never got out of the gates in this one. No, they stayed in the locker room for that one, man. Yeah. Yeah. There was quite a few comments by the commentators that they still were in the locker room. I mean, they had 45 passes by the 30th minute. The only one that showed up was Thibaut Courtois, man. Yeah. Shit. So City dusted off the Demons. Against uh, Real Madrid from last year. And uh, like you said, Courtois, only one that showed up. Holland and everyone else thought City made the breakthrough on the 13th minute. Only to be thwarted by Thibaut Courtois. And then a goal line clearance by Militao. And then uh, the intensity of City's pressure was causing problems all over the pitch. Oh, that press, man, was getting to them. Getting to Madrid. In the 21st minute... Courtois with a world-class save. Body going the other direction. Holland hit it back across goal. Got a palm to it somehow. Beautiful. I I thought that ball was in more than the first one. And then uh, only two minutes later, City finally make the breakthrough. Uh, Apparently it was just not Holland's night. Anyone else could have scored. Bernardo Silva getting the first one after Kevin De Bruyne found him with three ball. And... uh, Watching the replays, Madrid's defense was all over the place. Yeah, kind of curious why Antonio Rudiger didn't start over Edwin Tao. I had no idea. Um, I know Ancelotti said a couple of weeks ago that Militao is the best defender in the world right now. I don't. Yeah, know and that that uh, <laughs> uh, that jinxed him, man, because he's had some howlers here. He has in the howlers La Liga and red cards. So I I don't know what was going through his head. Um, Edder Maguire, man. I don't. (laughs) Madrid only really had two real efforts in this game that could have got them goals. The first one was in the 35th when Tony Kroos hit the post off of pretty much nothing. Honestly, like until that point, Ederson could have been in the stands and been fine. 
Yeah, pretty much. They didn't even need him on the field. Other than like three fingers, they didn't need him on the field at all. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bernardo Silva got his second two minutes later uh, when the ball made its way out to him for a corner, and he put it right above David Alaba's head into the ball. Had a header. Back he had back. a nice header. Wow. Yeah. Beautiful header. Um, Madrid looked a little bit more lively in the second half, pressing City further up the field, but it really did nothing, to be honest with you. I think Ederson uh, had to make another couple more saves is all in that second half. Yeah, and Courtois made another great save in the 73rd minute. Holland, after, yeah. Yeah, Ilkay Gunigan with a great back heel to Holland through on goal. Somehow stopped it, looped up, hit the bar, went over. Don't know how that happened either. I thought that was going in, too, when I was watching that. I was like, yeah. oh, it's going in, and then, oh, it went over. Okay. <laughs> I, I turned around, and it was a corner kick. I was like, what? I thought that was in the net. Uh, and then after a foul was conceded by Camaviga on Grealish, De Bruyne stepped up, hit a wonderful ball to Manuel Akanji, who headed it, and somehow they said it deflected off Militao. It took a big deflection off Militao. I thought it was going in anyways. It took but, a pretty big deflection on him. That's why I think they gave him the OG. Yeah. Either way, just 3-0. City going to the final at this point. And then to make things worse, an extra time, Phil Foden found Julian Alvarez through on goal. He made it four. I love Julian Alvarez, man. He's I such know. a I wish he wasn't striker. Manchester City. He'd get so much more limelight. He would. He would score so many goals, too. He would. He's clinical. Uh, I do want to point out in this one, though, Jack Grealish gave Danny Carvajal the night of his life. Oh, dude. So, I, I got a whole a host of names. And said, hold on, buddy. <laughs> Carvajal had a, yeah, one of the worst nights. Oh. I mean, Luka Modric didn't have a great night. Tony Cruz no. didn't have a great Not a night. player on that team had a good Benzema night. didn't have a great night. What, Rodrigo, did he play? <laughs> I saw him get a touch in like the 46th minute. Other than that, I don't know if I saw him at all. Venusius, man, he uses his speed. He couldn't use it against Kyle Walker. Kyle no. Walker kept right up no. with him. So, yeah, no one uh, played well for that Madrid team, I would say, except for maybe Courtois. Yeah, and I think the only thing Inter have going for them in this final is that City are not playing at home. I don't think it'll matter. That's the only thing they have going for them. I mean, looking at that second legs, man, I mean, Milan didn't look the best. They got the job done. But, I mean, it was a poor AC Milan Mm -hmm. team. I mean, Man City is going to be a whole new level of competition for them. Like I said, they faced Porto, Benfica. And now they got to go up against Man City, who ran through Bayern Munich and Real Madrid. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I do have a question for you. Is this the best performance you've seen from Manchester City under Pep Guardiola? Ah, man, I don't know if it's the best performance. I have to rack my brain over some performances in the past. But it, it's one, it is one of the better, for sure. Yeah. I think it's definitely up there, yeah, against the Real Madrid side. If they weren't wearing the Madrid jerseys, I wouldn't have recognized that team at all. Yeah, you're not wrong. Could have been Bournemouth for all I knew. <laughs> Bournemouth might all have right. kept it more respectable. <laughs> <laughs> probably <laughs> at least leads did yeah, they <laughs> Le- did. fulham did too holy cow all right 
So today we have uh, the other big semifinal, Europa League. Uh, first up, AC AS Roma against Bayer Leverkusen. Roma up 1-0. This one's in Leverkusen. Uh, does Mourinho do typical Mourinho tactics and park the bus and hope for a result? Catch Leverkusen on the counter? Or do you think Leverkusen's actually going to get this one done? I hope Leverkusen get it done. How confident are you? Not very confident. <laughs> Leverkusen, man, they're struggling in the bo- they're not struggling in the Bundesliga, but it it is tight for those yeah. European spots in the Bundesliga. So I'm hoping they can maybe get get to the final. Maybe pip either Juve or Sevilla for the final to get into Europe. But the same could yeah. be said for Roma in Serie A. Yeah. Could be Roma. Especially they're sitting the in sixth. Everyone above them is playing except for Milan. So, I, you know, this one could go either way. It's a flip of a coin, if I'm being honest. Yeah. But I'm I'm going to I'm going to give it to Leverkusen. Uh, I'm going with Mourinho on this one. When he has a lead in the semifinal second leg, it usually only goes one way. I think Roma parked the bus, catch Leverkusen on the counter, maybe a draw, but I think Roma's more likely to win than a draw. I hope you're right that Leverkusen wins. Because I would not like to see Mourinho win another European trophy. Guys won it all, man. Serial winner. Serial winner. Next up, we have Juventus against Sevilla. This one's in Seville. uh, 1-1 after the first leg. And we're going opposite sides on this one. I'm going Juve. Yeah, and I'm going Sevilla, who are really good at home in in, uh, Europa League this season. I don't think it's looking good for Juve right now. (laughs) <laughs> Why you say that? It's, it's, it's tied one one. Yeah, and Sevilla are really good at home. This it's still, Juventus, man. It is. It is. I got. So they're some... not gonna be wearing their new zebra kits, so oh, they've got to go to those pink ones <laughs> that you love so much. I hate the pink jerseys, man. I hate them. Yeah, I know you do. So I had to bring it up. <laughs> so thanks. Let's get on to the English Premier League. We do have a game today. Oddly enough. A good one, too. Big one, yeah. Newcastle against Brighton. Uh, Brighton fresh off a thumping of Arsenal. It hurts me to say that. And uh, Newcastle fresh off a draw against Leeds. I think Newcastle wake up for this one, playing at St. James's Park. Yeah. Go with Newcastle. All right. I'm going with the high-flying Brighton on this one. I just think they, they're on such a high after being Arsenal. Newcastle been inconsistent lately after losing to Arsenal and tying leads. I'm going to go with a hot hand. Next up on the 20th, we have Tottenham against Brentford. This one's going to be a big one for, uh, I guess, Conference League places, potentially. No, hmm. they only get one, so never mind. Yeah, Brentford, I think I've kind of solidified that. Ninth or tenth spot. Yeah. So next we'll up, so who do you got going on that game? I would pick Brentford. I'm on with a draw. I think Tottenham yeah. at home usually better. A little bit, but of late, man, they can't beat anybody. <laughs> I guess you're not wrong there. <laughs> I mean, they beat who they beat. They won. Uh... Oh, who was it? Their one win in the their last five games. Uh, 
Here, I'll look it up. Was it Palace? One nil, and not a great one nil. (laughs) Yeah, I'm still going draw. Okay. Next up, we got Bournemouth against Manchester United. You see anything about United win here? Should be United's. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Bournemouth not playing very well of late. No, lost a couple on the bounce. Yeah. All right. Next up, we got Fulham and Crystal Palace and what could be a great tie. Fulham Crystal Palace. Yeah. At Craven Cottage. I'm going to go a draw. Okay. I bet against Roy Hodgson. And uh, you did last time and he burned you. (laughs) I'm not going to. I'm going Crystal Palace in this one. And hopefully, Roy Hodgson, you don't prove me wrong. Next up, another European shootout. You got Liverpool against Aston Villa. This one is at Anfield, however. Ooh, at Anfield, high flying Villa. I'm going to go with a draw. Okay. I think with the form of Liverpool, uh, because only City and Liverpool have won more than three games in their last five, that I think I think Liverpool get, are going to do this. It's at it's in it's at Anfield. It is at Anfield. I think you know it's possible that they can pip United, but I I don't think it's going to happen. I think they'll probably get fifth by maybe a point. But they're looking hot right now. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, they are. Next up, we got Wolves against Everton. I mean, Everton win here. They pretty much doom Leeds and Leicester City for relegation. You think they get it done? Wolves, Everton. It's playing at the Molyneux. I'm going to go with Wolves. Okay. Wolves have been playing... Decent. They had that, you know, the big hiccup against Brighton, but they're they're kind of on a lose win, lose win streak, and they lost their last one. So, <laughs> go yeah. to win. Yeah, Everton have been looking so good lately until they played Manchester City. So I'm gonna erase that from their record because everybody okay. seems to do that against Manchester City right now. I'm gonna go with Everton, man, and I think Ooh, going, going to, with Everton. They're okay. gonna. They're going to doom Leeds and Leicester, and it's going to be a sad weekend in the Premier League. When, uh, but you picked Everton to go down, man. You're not going to – not sticking by it, man. seeing no. the way they play? Yeah. Yeah. They, just, they have some fight, and, you know, Leicester have really disappointed me. Leeds look like they're going down, but Leicester has really disappointed me. Next yeah. up, we got Nottingham Forest against our boys Arsenal. Arsenal not looking so hot of late. Oh, dude, they look terrible against Brighton. There, I think they've lost that fight. They they know they are not going to win the not going to win league. the league. They're, I mean, they're, they're stuck in second. In the they're league. not going to lose second place. Yeah. Ah, man, I almost want to say Forest get a draw, but maybe Arsenal come out fighting. So I'm going to say Arsenal get the win. Yeah, I I think Arsenal will come out fighting. Arteta play with some respect. Rest on their laurels. Um, I I think they probably went out the rest of the season, but it's probably much pretty much going to be for nothing at this point. And then on the twenty first, we got West Ham against Leeds United. 
Is this the day of days for Leeds United? I think it will be. Yeah. I mean, barring Everton do have to win for them to be doomed. And they have so, to lose. Okay, so Leeds have to lose and Everton have to win for them to be doomed, yeah. huh? And you picked Wolves. I think they get, well, no, I don't think they get doomed because I, I said Wolves will be Everton, but I think Leicester lose this game to West Ham. Yeah, I agree. And West Ham looks so good right now. Um, yeah, they did on their last game. Comparatively to what they look like three months ago, they look fantastic. They got one win out of their last four. Yeah. Or five, sorry. So they haven't been playing great, but... They haven't, but comparatively to, say, January, February, when they couldn't buy a goal or win a game, they're at least getting wins now. They're, you know, what is that? Six points clear of the drop zone, so they're safe with a point. And I will say, out of those... Out of those last five games, they lost to Brentford, Man City, Liverpool, and then Crystal Palace. So some tough teams in there, but then they yeah. beat Man United. So we'll see which West Ham team will show up. The one who beats Man United or the one that loses to Crystal Palace. Yeah, before that, they have a uh, European Conference League semifinal second leg. At yes, London they do. So they could be flying high coming into this one. And for the record, I did pick. I am picking West Ham as well. Okay, yeah. yeah. Next up, we got Brighton against Cellar Dwellers. Southampton, it's been a good ride, folks. Cellar Dwellers, uh, I like than, it. Uh, Brighton winning this one. <laughs> one way and one way one only. Way only. Yeah. Uh, Brighton, you know, if they win midweek against Newcastle, man, they're creeping up there, putting some space between themselves and uh, Tottenham, dooming them to zero European football next season. That would be something. Yeah, again. I think Brighton, they're either going to be that sixth or maybe seventh place. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, Liverpool have a pretty, pretty easy route besides Aston Villa. They could be a hiccup. Well, that's why I don't see Liverpool dropping out of fifth. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they'd have to lose a game, and Brighton would have to win out. And Brighton still have a trip to the Etihad. Yeah. I believe, or Man City go to the Amex. One of them, I don't know. I know they play Man City. Uh, Man City goes to the Amex. Okay. But either way, they play City, who are uh, what look like unstoppable at the moment. 23 games unbeaten. Speaking of which, we have Manchester City against Chelsea. <laughs> yeah. With a win and anything other but an Arsenal victory, City become champions. They just need a two-point swing in any direction. Well, mostly their favor. Does Chelsea stand any chance in this game? Nope. I think even if prime Jose Mourinho Chelsea show up, they still don't stand a chance. I think that's how good Manchester City is right now. They just wiped the floor with Real Madrid, man. Probably the second best team in the world. Third best team in the world, somewhere around there. Some would, some would argue. Yeah. Most would argue. I shouldn't say And that. they just wiped the floor with them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I don't feel as bad now as an Arsenal fan when they did it to them. <laughs> I don't either. Um, yeah, I'm gonna. I'm Knowing gonna they say, just did it to Real I'm Madrid. I'm gonna go with the Erling Holland hat trick in this one. An Erling Holland hat trick, huh? Yeah, getting closer to that number 40, 39 with one game left. <laughs> 
Who knows? It could happen. Chelsea. Really it could. Bad. I went the, the way really he's performed bad. this season, man. Who knows? Yeah. For real. Watch him score another ten goals in these last couple games. It's very possible. We've seen him score five. And then on the 22nd, we have Newcastle against Leicester City to close out the weekend. Leicester lose this one. And Everton get a point. They're pretty much doomed. I think Leicester lose this game, man. I do too. It's not a game I can see Newcastle losing by any Not at St. James's Park. I don't. I don't. So is that the King Power? Maybe could give him a draw. I think that's a small maybe. I think Leicester's playing better away from home right now. They're not playing well at home at all. They didn't look very good against Liverpool. Is that at home? Yeah, that was their last game. Whoever. Yeah, it was at the King Power. Again, didn't look very good. So yeah, I'm going Newcastle as well. So let's get on to La Liga. Take it away. All right, La Liga, man. On the 20th, we have newly crowned champions, Barcelona against Real Sociedad. Barca, they're the champion, man. Do you think they kind of have that little slump, or do you think they try to pad that lead, keep getting the points? I can see it going both ways, but now they really don't have anything else to play for. Do we see some? do. I'm going to go the draw on this one. I think I'll go Barcelona. I'll do a 1-0 to the Barca. That's a solid pick. It's happened more times than it hasn't this season. So. <laughs> it has. <laughs> the odds are with you on that one. <laughs> on the 21st of May, we have Atletico Madrid against Osasuna. Yeah. Osasuna's surprise outfit in La Liga this season. Sitting ninth. Sitting ninth. I mean, they had a cup final against Real Madrid. And they didn't play terrible. No, they didn't. Atletico, but, man, they lost their last time out to last place, LJ. I know. I think that's a blip. I think they go back yeah, to winning ways. I do. I do think it's a blip. And I think with them having the chance to pip Madrid, uh, Real for that second place spot, I think they'll definitely go for it. I think so too. Yeah. I'm going, going at Letty. Yeah. Speaking of Madrid, they play on the 21st as well, and they go to Valencia. Yeah. So Valencia, I'm glad they got out of that relegation fight. They're in 14th place. Me too. They need a point to be completely safe. Not that I'm saying they'll need it. Real Madrid coming off this loss to Man City. You think they get the job done? Yeah. Yep. I think they so. need that second place. Yeah. They need it. It'd be a, that'd be a rough one for Ancelotti. Knocked out of the Champions League and then dropped down in the third. Yeah, I don't know if Atletico win. Out. I think it's blown out. <laughs> blown out, huh? Pretty much. Pretty much. So, yeah, I'm going with Madrid in this one, too. Did you see uh, Carlo Ancelotti is looking like he'll be there next season? Good. I hope he is. He uh, needs to sign some players, make them more competitive. A couple of younger players, maybe. They're old. Yeah. A couple in the midfield. Yeah. Maybe a striker. Maybe a striker. I will say Kareem Benzema definitely showed his age in that game. 
Yeah, yeah, he and did. They were just playing the ball like two feet from him in a circle, and he was not moving. All right. So, so um, so do you ahead. think Real Madrid keep him? Then he says he wants to stay. Does Real Madrid keep him after? Yeah, knocked not? out of the Champions League, maybe a second or third place finish in La Liga. Really, they they got the Copa del Rey to show. Yeah, I, I'm Kareem Benzema. I want to retire at Real Madrid. I'm talking about Carlo Ancelotti. Oh, yeah, I think he stays. Uh, apparently, he doesn't want the Brazil job. If you're Madrid, you can't really get anyone better than that. I was gonna say, unless you get Zinedine Zidane back, I, I, is there anyone else out there that? <laughs> is there anyone else out there that one job being upgrade is the French national team? <laughs> so I, yeah, I, I don't, I don't see him. I don't see Zidane coming back. I think Ancelotti will stay, and I mean Nagelsmann wouldn't be a better hire. And then there's nobody better than that. So stick with him. Yep. Yeah. All right. Off to the Bundesliga on May 20th. We have Hoppen, Hoffenheim against Union Berlin. Union needing to keep winning to stay in that Champions League spot. Are they going to get it done? Dude, every time I go against Union, I always get it wrong. <laughs> I say they'll win, they lose. I'll say they'll lose, they win. I say they'll draw and they win or something. I can't I can't guess right with them. But I'm going to so, say they win. All right. I'm going to go with Union well. I have been getting it right more times than I've been getting it wrong with them. <laughs> That's why I'm going to put your pick in. Train, buddy. <laughs> Welcome aboard. Next up, we got the big match of the weekend. Bayern Munich Ooh. against RB Leipzig. This one's going to be tasty. At the Allianz. Allianz Arena. Yes. Who you I'm got? going with Bayern. Oh. You keep the title charge alive, huh? Yeah, I kind of hope, don't get me wrong, I do hope Dortmund pit them for the titles to have something different. Yeah. I mean, you look at it around the league right now, it's Man City, PSG, Barcelona, and Bayern. The usual, usual suspects there in first. Napoli's really the only surprise of the season. Yeah, at least as winners. As far as titles go. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I would love to see Dortmund win, and I know I said I think... Bayern Munich will do it. It's your brain yeah. and your heart fighting against each other, huh? Yeah, I know. So I'm going to go a draw. <laughs> a draw? Okay, there yeah. you go. So the, yeah. Hopefully you have Dortmund winning on later. We'll find out next. Because on the 21st, we have Osberg against Borussia Dortmund. Oh, there we go. <laughs> so who so you got? All day later. So they have 24 hours to digest whatever happens in this Bayern Munich RB Leipzig game. I'm sure they'll all be watching it. Osberg are sitting in 13th, one win in the last five. Dortmund can't stop scoring. They're scoring so many goals. 11 in two games. I guess the, a better question is over under three. <laughs> <laughs> 50 50 chance you're right. <laughs> Probably, yeah. I'm going to guess over uh, Dortmund score over three or there's th- over three goals in this game? I think Dortmund score three. Over I'll say Dortmund score three. All right. I, I'm going to go over as well, and I think this is a blowout, the way Dortmund have been playing. It seems written in the stars that they're just going to destroy teams from here on out. So we'll see, man, at the end of this weekend, is Dortmund in first place? If they are, 
I only got two games left. You got some good picks then. Yeah. Next up, we got your personal favorite, Bayer Leverkusen, against Borussia Mönchengladbach. Mönchengladbach, they're one win in their last five, three losses, one draw. Yeah. Leverkusen, Leverkusen had a little bit of a slowdown here. Not much no, better. They've had three a slowdown. One win, one loss. But they're not losing games. They're still picking up points. They're still picking up points, but man, it's really hurt them in the in that European run that they're trying to get into. Yeah, they're tied on points with Wolfsburg. They're seven points behind Freiburg. So I'm saying, I think the Europa League might be their best bet into getting into Europe next season. So they got to catch Freiburg. Yeah. yeah, I mean Freiburg are seven points ahead of them. Yeah, three games left. It's they a tough to ask. They have to win this game if you're saying that's going to happen. They do, and I, I think they do get the job done. Okay. I'm going to agree with you. Not because they need to get into that Europa League place, but because I just think they're better than Musha Gladbach. So. All right. Off to Serie A, where it is very exciting. Very exciting, except for the title race. That's over. <laughs> That's been over. But seventh to second, not many points deciding them with three games left. So, first up, we have a team who is seemingly in a free fall. AC Milan against Sampdoria, who uh, are bottom of the table in 18 points. I don't think Milan could have asked for a better opponent at this point. No, they, they, they couldn't have. Last place... Sampdoria already relegated. So Nothing Milan better get the for. job done, man. Yeah, Milan desperately need a win. Because if Roma win and they lose, then Roma jumps up into fifth. If they lose, they're essentially out of the top four race. So they have to to stay in champion the running for the Champions League. I think they, they do get it done as well. Next up on the 21st, we have Napoli against Inter. First versus third. Things to fight for still. Napoli with nothing to fight for anymore. Except for me. And that's why I think Inter get the win. Yeah. I I think just because of the high that Inter is on right now and the run of form they're on, Napoli not playing so hot right now. They seem to just be like, yeah, we won. We're going to coast. They kind of limped to that uh, title there, those last yeah, few games. and last couple games. I mean, they only have two wins in the last five. Inter have won all of their last five. And they've jumped up above Lazio, which I didn't think that was going to happen either. So I did I'm not. Go. I know this city, uh, it's nuts. Champions League race has been wild. <laughs> it's been wild. But I'm, I agree. I think Inter are going to beat Napoli in this one at the Maradona which would be a shock to most Napoli fans. Yeah, it would. Next up, we have Udinese against Lazio. Udinese sitting in 12th. Lazio dropped down to 4th after their draw last weekend. How do you see this one going? Dude, Lazio need to get some wins, man. They were sitting pretty there in 2nd place. And since they were up by what, 7 points, it seemed like? I don't think it was that many, but they were up in second place by at least a couple, at least, yeah. you know. And, and then Juve got those fourth. 15 points back. <laughs> yeah. But Juve they have not played well. Free and clear for Champions League places. 
And so they, they need to win. So I'm going to, I'm going to go with Lazio. Okay. Udinese have been causing problems for all the big teams this year. They have. I'm you're not wrong. Draw. I'm going to go to the draw. I almost thought about going draw because you're, you're right. Udinese have taken points from some of those big boys up there. Mm-hmm. And it's probably the only reason they're in 12th because they're 13 <laughs> draws. On the 22nd, we got Roma against Salernitana. Is Roma going to win this one? Win in Rome? Or are we going to get a masterclass from Memo Ochoa again? I'm going to go win in Rome. Yeah. I'm going to agree with you. Uh, I, I think with the run, the run in and them needing to still compete for European places, they desperately need a win. Jose Mourinho knows how to get them going. I think they get a win in this one as well. Not to mention Salernitana. Not very good this season. So Next up, Ampoli against Juventus. Juve, I think a win pretty much secures, and any drop points by Lazio secures them a Champions League spot. They get it done? I think they get it done. I'm sorry to say it goes against your pick of them getting into the Champions League through the Europa League. Well, okay, that was the uh, before they got those 15 points. Where would they be at minus 15 points? Uh, let's see here. That would be 54. Eighth. They'd be in eighth place. Yeah. So, touche. Touche. All right. That is it for the game. So let's switch gears. Southampton, like we said, it's been a wonderful run. You've had some great players play for you in these last 11 years in the Premier League. So we wanted to highlight them because uh, you've provided some great players for all of our favorite teams. So let's look at the best of them, starting with... From the past 11 years, correct. 11 years. Past 11 years since they got promoted to the Premier League. And man, I didn't... I kind of forgot that they had made it into the Europa League at one point. They did, yeah. Good on them. So, Coach Tyler, I think uh, because they made it in the Europa League, it's kind of obvious. It is, I think, for the coach, yeah. Yeah, Ronald Koeman, 2014-2016, took over for Maurizio Pochettino, who left for Spurs. Interestingly enough. Yeah. Um, they, in 2015, 16, they finished sixth place, their highest finish in the premier league era qualifying for the Europa league. So Ron Coleman, thank you for the good times at Southampton. So let's get into our top 11 Targo. Take it away. All right. So my top 11 from the past 11 years and goal and goal. I have Martin Stecklenberg. Yeah. Solid. I forgot he played for them. Yeah, I know he I did. Went to the World Cup, and then he played from after. Yep, he, he was after the World Cup that, final appearance he had for the Netherlands. Yeah, uh, he didn't. He wasn't there long. Twenty five appearances, but I would say overall, as goalkeepers go, probably wasn't his best at South Southampton. But as the best goalkeeper during the past eleven years, might give it to him. Yeah, maybe honestly, the current goalkeeper, Bazunu. Bazunu, yeah. But I'll go with Stecklenberg. Okay. For my right back, I got Kyle Walker-Peters, current right back. He's got 125 appearances and five goals Mm. for the Saints. My center backs. So the obvious one is Mr. Virgil van Dyke. Yes. I mean, obviously. Yeah. 
And so this is where I had trouble, man, for this other center back. There is two. There was two of them I was going between. A couple of good ones and a lot of bad ones. There was a couple I was going between. I saw you picked one, so I picked the other just to be different. I went with Toby Otherwild. Okay. The Belgian who famously played for Tottenham. Um, He was actually only on loan to the Saints from Atletico Madrid. He had 28 appearances for them. Okay. It was after that loan spell he went back to Atletico and was bought by Spurs. So he must have done something right. The left back, pretty obvious. Luke Shaw. Yeah. Fantastic left back. He has been. Plays for Man United right now. England national team. Guy's been a stud past couple years. And then this was the other position I had a hard time with. Was my center mids. Oddly enough, so I went with they a, had a lot of really good ones. Yeah, so I went with the obvious James Ward-Prowse. Yeah. Guy's been a long-time servant there. 407 appearances, 54 goals. And then my other one, this is where I struggled. Again, I picked, was kind of bouncing around between three players. But I landed on Morgan Schneiderlin. Solid pick, man. French player. He played. He had 261 appearances and 15 goals for the Saints. Got his move to uh, Manchester United. Didn't quite work out for him there. Went to Everton. I don't know if he sold Everton or if he moved on. I think he moved on. I can't tell you where. I don't know if he even plays anymore. But he was a stud in the midfield yeah, for the was. Saints. For the Saints. Oh, my goodness. He's a terror for the big teams. And then my other midfielder, Adam Lalana. Solid. Yeah. Man, if injuries, the injuries is what hurt this guy's career. For the Saints, he had 265 like he's, appearances and 60 goals. If he stayed with Southampton, I think he would have had an amazing career. Yeah, it was that move to Liverpool, and that's when the injuries sold his career. Plays for Brighton. Plagued him. Yeah. I think he's at Burnley right now, isn't he? Brighton. It's on the bench at Brighton. Is he? Okay. Then on the left wing, I have Dusan Tadic. Might remember him. He was a nifty winger. Yes, he Very was. Very skillful on the ball. Still is. Playing for Ajax. Yep. But he had 162 appearances and 24 goals for Southampton. Right winger, obvious choice. Or left winger, I guess, whichever wing you want to put, put him, put him on. on. They can switch. Yep. Tadic and Sadio Mane. Because obviously, yeah, Sadio Mane, one of the greats, only had 75 appearances, but scored 25 goals <laughs> in all competitions for the Saints. Was that one in three, pretty much? <laughs> About. <laughs> and then the striker, I went with Graziano Pele. I thought he was really good when he played for yeah, Southampton. Holy cow. And not to mention, once he left Southampton, you didn't hear a peep about him. Anyway. No, he, he got that big money moved to China, man. Got paid mm-hmm. the big bucks and then just kind of disappeared. Was in China for a while. You kind of don't hear a lot of about players once they go over to China, or Asia, or even the Americas. Korea, even, yeah. U.S., yeah, you're right. But kind of just feeder leagues. Yeah, so he had 80 appearances, 30 goals, 10 assists. 40, that's, you know, one every other game. That's pretty darn good. Goal contributions. Even so, yeah, that is... That is my starting 11. Let's hear yours. Okay. So I had a really, really tough time with this one. Uh, And I had to uh, just let everybody know at home, 
I had to go triple check my stats because I got them <laughs> wrong. Yeah, had them right, changed them, had them wrong, and was thankfully corrected by our boy over here in Targo. Only because so, we picked one of the same players. Yeah, and we somehow had different stats. I was like, what's going on here? So don't use Google to check your stats. Just letting you know. All right. At goalkeeper, currently at Tottenham, Frazier Forster. 162 appearances, 55 clean sheets. Surprised you picked him. It was clean sheets for me. No one even came close to that. Thought you would have picked the current goalkeeper. I almost did. I almost also picked Archer Boruch or Angus Gunn. I had a hard time deciding. but I was debating between Boruch and, yeah, yeah. Secklenburg. Secklenburg is a good choice, though. At right back, I went with Nathaniel Klein. 104 appearances, 5 goals, 8 assists before he got his big move to Liverpool. Liverpool. Yeah. Uh, where his career kind of went. Crashed and burned. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. Some of these players, if you would have just stayed at your club instead of getting big money moves, you might have had a much better career. At center back, I mean, obviously, Virgil van Dyke. It goes without saying. Uh, but, yeah, the other one, I had a hard time choosing between Alderweireld and Dejan Lovren. But eventually, I went with Jose Fonte. I honestly, I, the only reason I picked Alderweireld is because you had Jose Font. I mean, the guy won the Euros with Portugal, so. Yeah, yeah, he's a stud. 288 appearances, 15 goals, 9 assists for a center back. And that's pretty good. It is, yeah. Like I said, but, didn't pick him because you did. <laughs> yeah, understandable. Luke Shaw as my left back, obviously. Um, he's an incredible talent at left back, so. Center mid, yeah, I chose James Ward-Prowse as well. I have 407 appearances, playing for one club, 54 goals and 52 assists. Does he stay there? Yes. You think so? Not out of people trying or not trying, but I think he wants to stay. I do. His love for that club is undying and unwavering. I think he leaves. Okay. Well, you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> Stays or he leaves? Don't know. <laughs> uh, center mid, I had a hard time with this one, too. I know you picked Schneiderlin, so I tried to pick someone a little different. Could have gone with Pierre-Emile Hoiberg. But a guy I love to watch play for the Saints was Victor Wanyama, man. He only had 97 appearances, four goals and two assists, but it was his 77% tackle success rate as a defensive midfielder. He was That's a big, big powerful big midfielder, man. Uh, and like most of the players on this list, when he left to go to Tottenham, he sucked. I remember him scoring one thunderous goal against Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Well, that was it. So, center attacking mid, I did Adam Lallana as well. Um, I mean, the guy had 108 goal contributions and 265 appearances. I'd say that's pretty damn good. Yeah, I remember when him and Jay Rodriguez were both there. They were. Yeah, I almost put Jay Rodriguez in there. That midfield was terrible. It's Jay Rodriguez who's at Burnley. That's yeah. who it is. Yeah. All right. And then uh, right wing, I moved uh, Sadio Mane over to make it look like I was different. So I put him <laughs> on the right 
and I put Tadich on the left. <laughs> Whichever wing they they're both on the one wing. Yeah. yeah. Uh and then at striker, I almost picked Pele, but I went with Danny Ings. He's just for any team that is lower half of the table, he is amazing. He's a club hopper, man. <laughs> he is. But for the Saints, he did have a hundred appearances in which he had forty six goals and ten assists. That's good. That's pretty darn good. That uh, is. He's done that pretty much everywhere he's went, but he stayed at Southampton for the longest out of the teams he's hopped to. I'm trying to think of all the teams he's hopped to. So he's at West Ham right now. now. He's at Aston Villa. Villa. He's been at Liverpool. Yeah. Southampton, obviously. Is that it? I feel like he's on a team that got relegated. He might be. I don't know. All right. But you got some honorable mentions. I'll go through the honorable mentions. As I stated before, Dejan Lovren, he only had 31 appearances before getting his move to Liverpool. Jay Rodriguez had 126 appearances, 35 goals, and 23 assists. Pierre-Emil Hoiberg had 134 appearances and five goals. That's who I was going between was Hoiberg and – Schneiderlin. Yeah. I think you've made a good choice. Schneiderlin was my second second choice behind Wanyama. But that was more of a personal decision. Most people probably wouldn't put him in that squad. So, And yeah. I guess Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain played for them for a little bit in those 11 years. But it wasn't very long. Yeah. So I, I didn't want to put him on this list. My only real honorable mention would be was Jay Rodriguez, we already mentioned, and probably Theo Walcott. I think he was before that. He plays there right now, bud. Oh. <laughs> Got me. Got me. Not talking about the first time when uh, Arsenal bought him as yeah. a what, yeah. 16-year-old. Yep, through the youth system at Southampton, which is where my brain goes because I forget all the time that he plays for Southampton until he uh, bites Arsenal in the butt. <laughs> right. Twice, I think he's done it. Once for Everton and now for Southampton. Southampton. But Danny Ings, man, he started out at Bournemouth. That was it. Yeah. And they got relegated. But then he's also played for Burnley. Okay. And then the other clubs we mentioned, the Liverpool, Villa, West Ham, Liverpool. The guy who's, what is he now? 28, 29? Oh, you're making me scroll up. He is 30. 30. A lot of clubs for a guy who's 30 and played 100 games with Southampton. That's what, two and a half, three, almost three seasons? He was there three. Yeah. So, her, yep, three. Cool. Well, what do you guys think? Do we get it right? Do we leave out somebody? I'm sure there is. They had a lot of great players. Not at the same time, unfortunately, because then they would have won some things. And again, only the past 11 years since they've been in the Prem. So, let us know. Yep, that brings us to the end of this episode. We hope you guys enjoyed it. I know I did. Love going over the Champions League games, man. So much fun. We got the final coming up. June 10th. June 10th. Glad you have that off the top of your head. (laughs) I had to look it up. So I did. 
But we appreciate you guys. Don't forget to check out our immediate reactions that we have to these games on our TikTok, Instagram, Facebook group. Don't forget to check out our Redbubble. We got some pretty sweet merch, especially if you're a messy fan or maybe a R9 fan. Or a King Henry fan. Or a Bruce and Banter fan. Hey. Or a, yeah, or a Ted Lasso fan. Who knows? Got- but we appreciate you guys. Thank you for listening. We love you and cheers. Always. Cheers.